and welcome to another episode of Mark My Words. Don't forget the colon. So for this section, I am now joined by three lovely, lovely people from first year university. And I know them obviously from school. They're a great bunch. And I'm very excited to see what you guys have to say about your respective universities and the way that first year has kind of not turned out to be everything it should be. So please welcome Lydia, Charlotte and Sai. Hi. <laughs> How are we all doing? Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's good. We like to hear it. Um, obviously, we're recording this before Christmas, which is going to be crazy. By the time this is actually out, it'll be either late January or early February. Let's be real here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is when you hear this, you can speak to your, your past self, I suppose, uh, or listen to your past self. Anyway, we're not going to think about that too much. It's too late in the evening for me to think. Um, but let's get on to our topic <laughs> no, Sarah, of today. That's just... <laughs> want to think about it <laughs> yeah you'll have this as like a sort of saving grace so speaking of things like exams and university and just general uni life you guys are obviously all first years um could you give the pod listeners where you're heading to university and what you're studying do you want to start lydia uh yeah i go to the uni of manchester and i study neuroscience charlotte how about you um i'm edinburgh university and i'm a vet med student and say? Uh, I go to the University of Exeter and I study creative writing, English and Latin. Nice. So we have a pretty <laughs> pretty wide range of people in this bunch, eh? Um, so I'm just wondering that, like, the big thing that we've seen in the news is that students are pretty much, quote, locked up in their halls and they're, like, basically being treated like yeah. farm animals or prisoners. Um, what's your experience been with accommodation this term, Charlotte? Um, I think in accommodation, I've been quite fortunate in terms of my flatmates. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had a really good bunch of people, but I have still spent the majority of my time in my room doing work. So mm. normally, wait, although there are still opportunities to get to the library, it's a lot more difficult to go to the library to do work. Um, the accommodation itself, it's been pretty decent. The way that they've dealt with any complaints that we've had is being very rapid response but in Mm -hmm. terms of people who have had to self-isolate it's sort of been a different story so um there's been stuff on the news about pollock halls of course where they've been given food that's been out of date um which is just unacceptable Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah we had a similar experience with that (laughs) yeah we got we, we got um what was it like two weeks worth of perishable foods that all went out in three days you're kidding me. So it, no. Uh, so we got five boxes because we told them we were self-isolating back in September. And they were like, okay. So obviously they were like, oh, we'll give you a food package. And we're like, great. You know, we'll get some. We already kind of preempted. So we bought a lot of stuff. We were like, okay. So it's just going to be like a bunch of tin stuff. Mm. We literally got like pre-made food that they said, oh, yeah, this goes out in three days. And we literally had enough to feed us for like maybe a week. Wait, you guys are getting and, like, food boxes? Went- what's this yeah we're not getting that and like we have no space to refrigerate it and it all needs to be refrigerated so we literally had a shit ton of moldy food in our like kitchen for like two days it was awful (laughs) that makes no sense whatsoever um spoiler alert obviously i know you guys before this so i know that si you've had quite a lot of problems with your accommodation and (laughs) not not yeah i know understatement of the year and i mean that's definitely a huge issue in any year group but specific to this year how has COVID affected how your accommodation has been handled as an issue? Well, we had someone, like, literally the day before I left, 
we had somebody come in to fix one of our windows that apparently was reported broken in September. And he was like, yeah, um, all of our reports are back up like months and months and months because of COVID. So he was like, yeah, we have like, we're still fixing stuff that got reported in September. So that kind of gives you an idea of how it's yeah. going. We had, we had an email saying, oh yeah, they're going to look at the pipes and any water damage in my flat. Um, I don't know if it was the other flats in my block, or if it was like just my flat or the block in itself. Um, on the 18th, which is from, as we're recording this two days ago. Um, and I can't wait to see if they actually done that and what it's going to do because my, my flat itself, like my room has significant water damage and mold and damp issues. Like my whole ceiling needs to be replaced and whether or not that actually is going to get done now that somebody's got into my room, seen it and hopefully gets report or fixes it. I don't, I don't know. I've given up hope honestly at this point mm. of things getting fixed because just nothing is getting done. Like I've um, I've been given some information to contact people about my actual contract for my accommodation because my contract has been broken by the university. Mm. So hopefully I should get onto that. I've been contacted with, like contact with the housing managers. It's it's a nightmare. Honestly, it's a nightmare. Yeah, well, it's it's so. terrible the way you've been treated. That's absolutely not in you know. There's no one doubting that at all. But. It's just kind of a shame that, as Charlotte said, you know, you spent most of your time in your room and you've been trying to escape it. That's just not the way yeah. you should be spending your uni experience. Been, yeah, because, like, my, my flat and me don't... Like, we get along, but we don't hang out, really. We all kind of stay mm-hmm. to our, our rooms. So each of us have, like, a little bubble. Yeah. And, and one of the people in my bubble, I'm really, really good friends with them, um, I've actually been staying at theirs, like, mm. a lot in the last few days because I've just, like, before I left because my mental health got so bad that I just needed to be out of that room. Yeah, and well, it, it speaking has of, caused, like, bubbles and health. socialising and such, obviously, when you guys planned on going to universities and you thought about where you would apply to and why you wanted to go there, I can imagine not necessarily the social life, but the activities and the societies, that probably played a factor in why you chose that university or even just something to look forward to. Do you feel like you've been let down by societies and the, like, activities side of university? Uh, do you want to start, Lydia? I mean, yeah, so obviously, because I, I'm kind of into sport and I did rowing before I went to uni, I was really excited when I joined the, the rowing team and all that. And then they did, they obviously, the university wouldn't let, especially with like COVID, obviously you couldn't, because Manchester was quite high in the tiers, mm-hmm. um, obviously you couldn't do a lot of insides. So we still can't train inside, but we couldn't outside. So we did a lot of uh, like circuits in the park, which is okay up until it got really dark. <laughs> really mm. early so and then so they couldn't do that anymore so we got to do like circuits on zoom and if you've never done circuits on zoom i do not recommend it is awful <laughs> especially mm. doing them in my room as well because my room's quite small it, it gets quite claustrophobic that i do everything in my room which is kind of sad I managed to actually go to the club for like two weeks before everything just shut mm. down again so it like actually going out doing things meeting new people has been really really rough yeah. Because there's just there's just no one. Like there's nothing to do with anyone. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to go. So like I'm quite fortunate that I get on with my flat. Mm-hmm. But um if I didn't get on with my flat I'd be pretty screwed. Yeah. Well Charlotte, you obviously do vet meds, so like I can imagine most of your course in a normal year is very practical, very hands on and you get assessed on the way that you handle with actual real life animals. How has your course been affected this year? Uh, yeah, so the practical work is being condensed to one day a week, whereas opposed to we'd have five days on campus where we'd have multiple practicals each day. 
we've now got one day. So, for example, we do dissection practicals and one of the dissections would be on the head of a dog. We'd normally get 18 hours to do that. That has been condensed down to four hours to have the same level of learning. Um, ah. So that's not brilliant. And then also... Do you find the... Sorry, do you find the teaching points? Have they been altered to accommodate that or are you expected to do as much in, as the, any group? We're expected to know as much because we have to. If, if there's mm-hmm. There's because the veterinary course you're always building on the knowledge that you already have this is the foundation of knowledge that we're then going to use in operations but oh, the God. the vet school understands that it is difficult and they've done mm-hmm. everything that they can in order to mm-hmm. make the dissections run as smoothly as possible and it's not, not nothing that they can control it's just it has affected the way that we as a year group have learned mm-hmm. um because we're normally you would have so many more hours to actually physically see stuff and feel stuff and interact with stuff. We're just having to look at a screen for most of that time and then get two hours Mm -hmm. and basically be expected to know as much as we possibly can in those two hours um, to perform the dissection. So it's a different way of learning to the way that I think the vet school's used to teaching. And then it's a different way of us actually acquiring knowledge as well. And does that make you feel, yeah. obviously, like, I can imagine you don't feel particularly confident in your abilities either when you're supposedly doing, what, like, less than a quarter of the amount of practical work you should be? Yeah, I think it's also the lack of communication we've been able to have with other students. Um, mm. So our year group, in order to do practicals, has been divided up into four groups. So I basically only know about a quarter of my year if that at the moment Mm. and everybody in the vet school have had their own experiences of just sort of feeling a bit isolated in terms of not it's because it's such a difficult course you want to be able to talk to people about it and sort of say oh I've been struggling with this bit of anatomy or I've been struggling with this histology could you help me and the vet school really encourage you to talk to your peers because now that we're in uni we're not competing against each other to get the highest grade mm-hmm. we are working together all to qualify as vets so there's a real yeah. community spirit that normally comes to the vet school there's so many societies specific to the vet school they do events specific to the vet school um mm-hmm. just to, because they want us to be this sort of family but because mm-hmm. we're only meeting once a week and then we're only meeting a quarter of the year group it means if you don't click with the people within that particular group and then you have no one to really contact to ask for help with things other mm. than obviously lecturers but it's it's a lot more scary it's to go to lecture yeah yeah well you raise a really valid point about welfare I mean Lydia and Sai, how do you guys feel that the welfare support at your universities has been and do you see it getting addressed when the question is raised um I wouldn't have a clue who to go to if I had a problem and that if I had a if I had an like a, an issue with how I was getting on, I'd know I could just go to my academic advisor. But mm-hmm. uh, like same with Charlotte, my practicals have been really affected as well. In that I'm supposed to have now a base understanding of quite a few pieces of equipment and how to use them and how to identify things. And sitting mm-hmm. uh, on a screen for seven hours going through documents of just like words and a few diagrams has been really really difficult and mm-hmm. with the maths as well you you always have a lab partner so mm-hmm. you wouldn't do it alone obviously in the exams you would but you could always like talk to someone if you're struggling mm-hmm. whereas 
we've just been sat doing like an activity thing which is literally just pages of words about how and describes how you use it and mm-hmm. i am no better at understanding how to use the machines than i was when i started yeah whereas i can imagine in a normal year you'd be expected to be like a pro soon mm. i got in probably a few times a week i would have had hands-on experience with them we would have had brads coming around helping us allow partner it would have much easier to understand what was going on because you can actually see mm-hmm. it rather than just reading a document of how you right so next year when you actually get to do the practicals uh post covid probably you'll mm-hmm. know how to use them and I... Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what one looks like <laughs> yeah yeah um do you have anything to add to that side about like university welfare yeah <clears throat> yeah it, it's weird because it's like obviously um Lydia and Charlotte have got kind of more science-y uh, subjects than me, I'm humanities. And, you know, we get a lot of people, especially now in COVID, I've had people be like, oh, your subject's so easy. Oh, you're so lucky to have a subject where you don't have to have any, like, labs or anything like that. But have you ever tried to, like, write something whilst cooped up in your room, having not left anything, like, not left your room for two weeks and not know any of the people in your class? Like, I have people criticizing my work, like giving me advice and everything, who I've never met and who yeah. I don't know I'm not comfortable. Like I in my English class, I know three people and oh. I don't even know one of their names. I've spoken to three people in my class. My creative writing class, I know I know of eight of them. One of them one of them is a friend from a different friend group and then three of them were in like a little group I was in and they're some of my best friends now but I only know them because we FaceTimed each other outside of uh, the classroom to do our work and then my you felt no kind of community across your year group not even close to what Charlotte's had which again is very very minimal yeah like my Latin class the only person I know taking Latin out of the 60 people in one of my seminars um, is my friend Flurry who I take creative writing with that's the only reason I know her. Like, I don't speak to anybody taking Latin. We're so what do you guys so... think the universities could be doing to, like, improve this situation? Not necessarily COVID or even accommodation, but just to kind of give a bit of hope and spirit to kids who were trying to get to university for so long to turn up and it's not at all what you're expecting or even hoping for. Um, I would say for me, I've been quite fortunate to have the vet school as a sort of separate mm-hmm. entity to the university. So, for example, the vet school, every single week we will get an email of um, support services that are available and how to report an incident um, if you think someone else is struggling or you yourself are struggling. So I don't know if the other universities have any sort of thing available like that, but that is something that even if you feel all right that week, it's just always nice to know that it's there and there are people there for you when you need them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have any. Well, I probably do have that kind of service, but I'd have no clue where to find it. Yeah, I, unless I, mm-hmm. I, unless I really yeah. had to stick my neck out. But then, if you did have a problem like that, you never really, you, like, you wouldn't want to, or like, you wouldn't feel inclined to go searching for it, which I think is quite mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think having yeah. having a reminder there all the time is really useful. Mm-hmm. 
because it just sort of means you if you're having a bad week you can just look through your emails from the past week and you'll be able to find someone and a way to I get, get a weekly update letter telling me what's going on in the uni which is usually nothing but do you feel any comfort in hearing that email or is it just words on a screen that don't make any difference um, to you? it just i sorry sorry <laughs> that wasn't for me <laughs> Um, I I do a bit because um, I think I've I've again because I've had the practical classes and I've actually met some of the people mm-hmm. that I've had to interact with and I so I have a vet family, um so I have mm-hmm. vet parents who are in contact with me a lot, um mm-hmm. and I uh, have all the professors and all the sort of support staff I have been on meetings with them and actually interacted with them so I think because mm. I have that knowledge of actually having seen their faces and they have at some point called me by my actual name as opposed to just sort of seeing me as a, one of many on a screen it sort yeah. of means that I feel that it's a bit more of a personal approach as opposed to the main university whereas I've, I've had nothing from mm. the main university about welfare it's all mm. just the vet school that have been doing this yeah. So, Sai, hearing the experience that Charlotte's had, um, how does that make you feel? Do you feel like you've been left in the dust? Because it sounds like Charlotte's been living it up quite cosy compared to you. And that's only by comparison, I hasten to add. I've just realised that I've never actually met any of my any of the people that have taken my courses in person. I haven't met a single person in any of my classes, like, actually face-to-face. No, I and have. I've met this- one. Do you think there's like a a huge mistake or blunder that the university has missed out that they could and should have done to avoid that for you? I think uh, it's weird because, like, for example, um, our our library is open, right? However, Mm. it's supposed to be a 24-hour library. That's what we've been told. You know, that's part of the whole Mm. thing. You know, you go to the university, they're like, hey, this is our library. It's 24 hours. You have study spaces. You can you know, rent a room with all your, with your mm. some of your classmates and work. You can't do that. It's um, the library closes now. It's not 24 hours, which is very annoying for me because I am basically nocturnal. I start working at 10, 11 p.m. and I finish mm. work at like 5 a.m. It's it's not good for me. And the breakout rooms, all of them, they're closed. Uh, everything basically on campus is closed. You can't sit down at the Pret. You can't go into any of the music mm-hmm. rooms like I'm in a I'm in a music society however mm-hmm. I can't go actually make music with my friends like we have to sit somewhere on campus and just jam oh. basically it's, it's yeah. very annoying but and like I understand obviously COVID it's very very serious yeah. but they don't have any options at all for people to meet up and actually talk to their uh their classmates like we don't even have breakout rooms we have little groups that we have in our seminars and that's it and then we talk I talk to those people for like an hour a week to finish like our task we get given a a group task and we do that and then we're done we're like okay are we all done it's like yeah okay cool bye guys like there's there's nothing there it's yeah it's just very weird and I think the university could have done something or set something up Mm -hmm to try and get the students to actually talk to each other like a lot of Mm -hmm. my friends I on I only know one of my friends really on my course before being put in my collaborative group project the only reason I know most of them is because I've had to work with them on like a final piece 
that's yeah. the only reason like everyone every single other person I know who is my friend who I spend a lot of time with are not on my course because I just there's no way for me to actually get to know them yeah I mean this is just obviously this is like I don't want to be dramatic here or make you guys feel pessimistic but this is like my worst case scenario and I've been quite lucky to sort of be on the outside of it this year but university is is not this experience and this is not a normal year in any way shape or form and in a normal year you guys would be thriving I couldn't even set foot and... in my library <laughs> I, yeah, I tried to walk into just my library opened. to order a book that like re- like save a book and I couldn't do it online for some reason so I, I decided to go in and see if I could like look for it and they were like why are you here and I was like because I, I want to find a book and they were like do it online I was like well, I've tried to do it online I thought maybe I could come here and you could help me and they were like have you booked a room I was like no and they were like well then leave I was like okay I want this one book and they were like well you've got to do it online and like, you don't understand I can't do it online and then they were like well I can't help you I was like thank you yeah, yeah our, our library like pretty helpless. Yeah, our library is the only resource currently that we have on campus, I've... and it does it's not even open most of the time. No, I, I literally can't even set foot in my library. Well, I don't know about now, but this, like it was at the start. It was like September, so I literally just, I had to go and just buy the book because I couldn't just couldn't figure it out. So I was like, well, oh god, maybe I've had to buy so many books because our library simply doesn't have the copies for some reason. They don't have the version of the book I need for my course like doing an English course and they have a specific text that you need to learn you think they would have that in stock but no apparently not so I've spent like over 200 quid easily on books that I've read for one week and then never have to touch again because the library doesn't have them on that note I have just one simple question and it's a simple yes no or mm answer but Considering all that you've been through for the past three, four months at university and the effort it took to get there, so far, has it been worth it? I'd say yes and that I'm enjoying what I've done, but there's mm-hmm. there's a big difference between enjoying the work you're doing and just, like, that's all you've done. So, like, I, I enjoy yeah. what I've done, but that's all I've done. So it's been quite yeah. difficult. There's been no flavour to it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. I guess yes, because I'm enjoying it. But no, because that's like you've done all the work all and you can't done. actually go out and do anything with anybody and you've met. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So I would completely agree with Lydia um, in terms of I absolutely love my course and I wouldn't change that for the well I would change how it's been run in terms of practicals and stuff but uh, yeah. I, um, that's yeah. not in control unfortunately yeah. um, but the whole social side of university which makes it what it is and, and not just going to school mm-hmm. I haven't mm. had that essentially yeah. um, and how about you Sai? Yeah for, for me personally like uh, the way my brain works um I am so, so happy that for once I'm doing like the one singular thing which I love, which is creating and writing and mm-hmm. all that. I, I'm so happy that I'm in that a situation now that I can just do that. And I'm not, say, doing A-levels where I'm, yeah, I'm doing writing, but I'm also maybe doing some stuff that I'm not really enjoying. Like, I'm yeah. solely yeah. doing what I love. However, again, like Lydia said, that's all I'm doing. Like, even in my spare yeah. time, because I can't 
go out I can't go clubbing I can't even go to some mm-hmm. shops I can't hang out with my friends at cafes I'm just writing in my spare time um I'm very glad that I've come to uni simply because I've met some of the best people ever at uni like even even though I haven't been able to obviously go out and meet a lot of new people the people that I have met I love with all my heart and I'm so so happy I've met them but at the same time honestly my mental health has never really been worse than like academically than it has been at uni because there's there's nothing really to distract me from it yeah well I mean on that note aren't we bloody lucky that you three like your course because can you if you, if you don't like university oh, courses like to be fair i i know of five people that like either know outside of school or like I, i've just known for a really long time that have actually dropped out because they just couldn't take it because obviously you go to university oh, obviously yeah. because you you want your degree and you you want to actually do something mm. and you want but you want the life but yeah you, you want to actually go you know you're you go a bit wild, you can make mistakes and you learn from them and you make great friends. But when that whole section is taken out and you're just left with work, like if you, if you don't... You've yeah. got to love what you do. You, you've got to really yeah. like it. Otherwise, like you just mm. get there and you're like, why am I paying this money? And yeah, you'll probably will drop out and then you'll try again mm. if, you, if you want to because your mm. university is probably skewed to, oh, it's just all work. Hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah, thank like... you so, so, so much for, like, opening up your hearts to me today because this has been, I would say, interesting, but honestly, it's been very depressing. <laughs> and to University of University of Manchester, the University of Edinburgh, and the University of Exeter, and in fact, all the universities out there, not that I think any of them are listening to me, unfortunately, but do better and ask the students what they need because, to be fair, you three know what you want and know what you deserve. So I'm sorry that this is the experience you've had, not that there's anything I could have done about it, but keep your chins up and eventually we will be able to drunk dance to crap music in nightclubs. And in the meantime, we'll do Zoom catch-up calls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Drunk Zoom that, calls, it's all I've done. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you very much for speaking to me today and I'm sure that we will see each other in the flesh soon enough. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time, guys. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank you. The previous interview took place before the Christmas holidays and therefore, since that interview, a lot has changed politically and within individual university systems themselves. With a national lockdown and almost constant changes to the education recommendations, I decided to take the following interviews uh, into consideration and add them to this episode. So here are some opinions from Shay, Izzy, Anna and Charlotte. Comparing mine to other people's experience of isolation, I wouldn't say we got much help at all. Um, I've seen friends that got food packages and stuff like that. We didn't get anything like that. However, when we did ask for people from reception to pick up like um, takeaways or if they could like bring our posts and stuff, they were happy to help. But I feel like there definitely could have been more done. The university has been communicating with me. My course has been communicating with me. And then the accommodation has been communicating all along like separate channels, saying separate things. 
So in regards to the university in general, um, it's been relatively quiet. There's often lots of generalised uh, emails, lots of kind of like, oh, well, just to check in, you can kind of like look at this or look at that. It's quite difficult because obviously there's so many different students. It's hard to sort of give individual support to all the students. Um, we do have personal tutors and what they've one thing that they've changed with it being online as well is I think you normally just get like one half an hour session a semester with them just to chat to them but they've changed that to two 15 minute ones just to sort of see if there's been any progress or if anything's changed um but when I so I've been to them sort of personal um tutor sessions and I think it's it doesn't really seem to be all that helpful. I think in terms of support, they're just really asking us the same questions, like how are you getting on? And if, if we say like, oh, we've been struggling, they'll just sort of direct us to a website or or um, say, oh, well, if you're struggling anymore, just drop an email. And I have done and they take days to reply and things like that. Um, so I think, yeah, the personal support's probably been lacking a bit. Uh, the well-being from support from the uni has been really good at the start of the year when we all got put in isolation. Sort of all the tutors were checking upon us to make sure that we were okay. Uh, but sort of they're still posting about it on social media and stuff like that, but it's not really being talked about as much. I'm in the University of Liverpool, which was kind of slated for, for being the kind of worst COVID capital in the country. Um, I feel like it's been a bit more intense here than it would be like other places. So the university's main concern I felt was trying to look like they were doing a lot, whereas in actual fact, they may not have been. There was there was a lot of emails talking about how, oh, like, yes, the, the number in Liverpool is going down. Like the, the R rate is like decreasing in this local area, etc. Um, and a lot of kind of implementations put into place to kind of reduce our contact with one another and having to walk certain ways around campus and do certain things. But it was never it was never with the kind of students in mind. It was with the the press in mind. I think they've learned from the mistakes from last year because obviously Manchester Met was used basically to put us all together, give us all COVID and see what happens. And I don't think it worked in the sense they liked it to. So I think they changed the way they're doing things now. I know a few people back at uni and they say security's been a lot stricter. You're not allowed parties and stuff like that. So I think they are trying to make it a lot more safer than they did. I've been quite lucky with um, in-person classes. I think because it's a dance course, they've been really wanting to get us into uni and into the studio. Um, I've been in four days a week. I mean, now it's different, we're all online, but at the start of the year, I was in four days a week, in-person classes. So personally, I've been really lucky with it. There was one breakout in my class, um, but we're social distance in our class. So even if someone got it, it wouldn't, it shouldn't be a problem. However, you can't really guarantee, they couldn't guarantee that. Um, there was, one time when someone got COVID in my class and then um, there was that confusion with the NHS track and trace and the university was saying, no, you don't have to isolate yet. People contacted by 
the track and trace app was being told to isolate so there's confusion there but we as a class kind of collectively told them this is what we're doing um and they some teachers disagreed but the university were grateful the fact that we were switched on when we wanted to you know isolate till we found out if we were positive um and I'm glad we did because two more people were positive so in regards to to safety um I think the the dental well dental course dental school have, have been very helpful we're literally like loaded with PPE there is we've got masks goggles visors aprons gloves at every like every every point that we're in a dangerous uh situation and it's funny that you should ask me that today because earlier on i got an email about vaccinations we're being offered the covid vaccine all dental students are told that we're allowed to book them now so obviously once we've had the first shot which i imagine will be in the in the next two weeks and then 21 days after that the second will be immune so very nice i think the they haven't they haven't let us down the dental school haven't haven't let their students down i don't think in regards mm-hmm. to practical training my seminars have um, been online both the seminars and the lectures um, and most of the lectures have been pre-recorded as well so they've been either from the years before or the lectures sort of sat down and the week before and done it so really the online live teaching and also in-person teaching has been minimal. Um, I think obviously safety is their number one priority, which is what they keep saying. But for us, in especially the way that I learn, that's really difficult being online. And it's really hard to engage in the content when it's just sort of pre-recorded or there's no sort of interaction. Um, I think they could have probably put in more effort with trying to sort of um, push for in-class lectures and seminars, but... There has been a complete letdown of expectations of uni because you're expecting sort of, for me, to go there and have all these sports socials and sports activities, and that all got cancelled. Like, I've had four training sessions in the whole of last term, and I think that's kind of hard on a lot of people because... They come expecting all this, going out, loads of social activities and hardly any of that's allowed to happen. Everybody says the first year is the time where you should really get involved in society and um, sort of extracurricular things because because the degree doesn't count, um, because your first year doesn't count towards your degree. Um, so I think there has sort of been a missed opportunity there and I think even if, um, we could join societies and things like that in second year maybe people would be more reluctant to do that because there's more pressure on sort of workload and things like that um, so yeah I think there has been that has been disappointing. After the long process of all my auditions and applications and then also the whole first lockdown um, and not being able to get into the studio to dance, it was definitely a relief to come to university and have all those in-person classes. However, it has been a letdown, the fact that we were kind of, not promised, but we're kind of guaranteed that by Christmas it will be fine and, you know, 
then you'll have the rest of the year with a, the normal university experience. We had um, my university were planning uh, freshers in February to do exactly what we would have done when we came here. Well, we're not going to get that. Um, and it looks like this whole year is just going to be nothing like it should have been. So in that respect, I can't say, yes, it's everything I thought it would be. But I am still glad I came here because I couldn't have imagined staying home to have experienced the second lockdown, the third lockdown. It has been disappointing because it's not like um, what you'd sort of expect university to be like. And I think you hear from people in the years above, um, our first year is brilliant, all of the freshers and everything. And we just haven't had the chance to get involved in any of that. Um, and I think for myself, to be honest, I went to university sort of for that social life as well. I knew that I could get an apprenticeship for, for what I want to do. I want to do business. So I was considering getting an apprenticeship and I thought, oh, no, I'll, I'll go to university Um for that social life and for that experience. And I think it's disappointing that we haven't been able to get that. I really can't say that most of my episodes are particularly positive. Obviously I deal with quite uh, difficult topics and quite hard hitting themes, but this one is really quite disappointing because there's not really a resolution. We're not going to get time back. And obviously there are very big life-threatening aspects of the pandemic that have affected huge parts of, of the country, the world, society. But I think I really feel sorry for this group of people because obviously the first year of university, I know how much I valued that experience. And so I'm very grateful to everyone who was a part of this episode, but I also hope that anyone listening to this knows that they are not alone. They can always contact people when they do need help and well-being and all that sort of good stuff please do reach out to the samaritans if you ever need it i know they're known as a suicide hotline but they are also very good at just listening to however you're feeling i'm very lucky that i've never needed to use this myself but i do trust them and i know they do great work so please do um, reach out to samaritans your personal tutors your friends family anyone you need to uh whenever you need to and so thank you again to everyone who's a part of this episode with me and until the next time thanks bye